Welcome to season two of the Full Bunch of Cattails podcast. Be sure to catch up on all the latest episodes wherever you stream. This season explores the cat committee's fictional shenanigans, as well as a mostly true story about the cats and a weekly letter to Grayson, my daughter who's at college, updating her on the weekly cat gossip. Check out the beacon link in the notes for YouTube videos of the cats and all other social media associated with Whole Bunch of Cats. Interested in a collaboration? Reach out via any social media platform. And now, without further ado, let me tell you a cat story. Previously on Cat Shenanigans Willow and Izzy were vacationing at the park where Willow had lived before he moved in with us. They learned that all of the cats in Willow's old cat colony had homes around the park and would be joining Izzy and Willow as they were available throughout the week. Willow's first crush, Tabitha, a Siamese cat, was planning to visit every afternoon. Sam, the orange tabby who'd known Willow since he was born, also frequented the park. Back at home, Sushi the Siamese wanted to start going outside, and Bob, Willow's clone, who was fooling the humans into believing he was Willow, wanted to stay in the house, even when Willow got back. The cat committee were discussing plans to help both cats get what they wanted. The cats were good at hiding things from the humans in the house. Besides Bob switching with Willow, there were also three bunnies living in the basement. The humans knew nothing of what was going on. Jeepers creepers. Besides Sushi, Willow the black cat, his lookalike Bob, and Izzy the gray tabby, there are five other members of the cat committee. Orange Brothers, Yoda and Bamboo, Lila, the tiny-legged, court-bellied gray tabby, Scarlet, Torty Manx, and Birdie, the ginger tabby, round out the cats living in the house. The humans are myself, the mom, Skylar, my youngest, who's a senior in high school with a full social calendar, and Jaden, the middle child, who has a full-time job working overnights, so when he's home, he's sleeping. Then there's Grayson, who's away at college and never around. Ultimately, I'm the one who misses the cat shenanigans. I'm home all the time, and their antics are happening right under my nose. (laughs) Chapter 9 As the cat committee's meeting was ending at home, and the cats were coming in from the garage to sleep for the night, (coughs) Izzy and Willow were also settling in for a night's sleep at the park. Willow had a dreamy look in his eyes. Izzy was curious. I knew he and Tabitha had been an item, but I wasn't sure until now that he still had feelings for her. That sounds sweet! I wasn't sure how much sleep I'd get that night. I couldn't wait to see Tabitha again. Meanwhile, at the house, all the cats came in through the garage. (coughs) What in the world is going on, I thought. I was in my room watching TV and heard the door from the garage to the kitchen open and close several times. (coughs) I got up to see what was going on. Just as I came around the corner, I saw Sushi come inside. Well, that was no good. Mom didn't know I went to the garage. Sushi, what in the world? You don't go in the garage. 
I walked over to the door, made sure all the cats were inside, then latched the kitchen door so no cat could go in or out. <gasps> then I looked around. Willow, why is your tongue hanging out? Just as I said that, Skylar walked upstairs. Mom, have you noticed Willow's tongue hanging out too? Do you think he needs to go to the vet? Hmm, maybe. We'll have to keep an eye on him. I'm not sure how we'd even get him in the kennel to take to the vet. Willow will only allow us to touch him on his terms, and that's just for pets. Trying to pick him up or coax him into a kennel for travel would be far more tricky. But if he's sick, we definitely will need to figure it out. Bob put his tongue back in his mouth, put his head down, and walked into the living room. Only two things would give him away. One was his lack of meow. The other was his tongue. He'd gotten so comfortable around the other cats, he'd forgotten to keep his tongue in his mouth. A mistake he wouldn't forget again if he wanted to keep fooling the humans and avoid an unnecessary trip to the vet. As I went back into my room and closed the door, the cats settled down for the night. The next day, Willow and Izzy were up before the sun was shining. They walked out of the bush to see the most beautiful sunrise. That sounds sweet! I could see why Willow liked it here so much. It was peaceful and beautiful. As they were walking on the trail around the pond, they saw a human with a fishing pole in a chair. Quickly, Willow remembered that the cats needed to lay low so they wouldn't be spotted. They definitely didn't want animal control to round them up. And for all they knew, this could have been the person who called the cat shelter before. This was a good thing, as all the cats in the area had homes now instead of living in the park. However, Willow certainly didn't want to be caught again. Even though both he and Izzy were microchipped, what in the world would I think about having to pick them up? Getting caught would abruptly end their adventure, not to mention the rest of the secrets back at home. So into the bushes they both scrambled until their friends showed up later in the day. Back at home, the cats were starting their day. As soon as Skylar left, I got up and gave them food and water. Then went back to my room while my coffee brewed. Lila grabbed the sash they used to open the freezer door, grabbed some frozen vegetables, and headed to the basement to feed the bunnies. Skylar's door was open, and Lila took the food right into the tunnel. The bunnies were just waking up, and they were happy to see their breakfast had arrived. Once Lila came back upstairs, Bob and Bamboo went to the front door, and Bamboo started meowing in that annoying way that I thought only Willow did. It's unique. I was in the middle of something, so ignored the noise. Yoda decided he wanted to go outside, too. So he started banging on the door with his head. Okay, okay, I'm coming, I yelled, got up, and led the three of them out and got my coffee. While I was pouring, I saw Sushi walk over to the door to be let outside. Oh, Sushi, you're an indoor cat, I told her. I know, and I'm ready to be an outdoor cat, at least for a couple of minutes now and then. <laughs> Sushi's a funny girl. She pretends like she wants to go outside. But as soon as she makes it out the door, she immediately turns around to come back in. Skylar doesn't want her outside, and I think deep down, she's glad to only be an indoor cat. You think wrong. I want to go outside. I want to frolic in the grass and feel the wind on my face. 
At the park, the other cats were starting to show up. Sam was first. He also noticed several people who'd brought their fishing poles and were setting up chairs around the pond. It was already a beautiful spring morning. Sam suggested they hang out in the bushes until people clear out. Once the sun shines directly on the pond, people will leave. It's too hot for the fish to bite by then. Neither Izzy nor Willow knew if that were true, but Sam said it with such certainty they believed him. Sure enough, as it got warmer, people started packing up their gear and heading home. At around that time, Izzy and Willow were getting hungry and other cats were arriving for their fun day of catching up. As the boys climbed out from under the bush, they could smell fresh fish. They spotted a fisherman getting ready to leave with a lot of gear and a cooler of fish he'd caught. As the man packed up his stuff, the cats could see he'd take a couple of trips to the car. They watched intently. Sure enough, he left the cooler of fresh fish while he took the rest of his gear to the car. The cats ran to the cooler. Willow slid the lid off the styrofoam container and as he grabbed a fish, Willow replaced the lid and they both scampered back to the bushes before the fisherman even made it to his car. After the cats ate, Willow looked up and saw Tabitha. My heart skipped a beat. Willow and Tabitha left the bushes and wandered around, reminiscing about old times. Meanwhile, Sam and the other cats told tales on Willow. Izzy laughed and laughed. Willow Spratton's told some funny stories about my pal. Izzy's favorite story was about Willow unintentionally learning to swim. He was not more than two months old and was warned over and over to stay away from the pond. Cats don't like water except to drink. But he was stubborn and curious and would watch dogs and ducks play in the water. So why not him too? He walked over to the edge of the water. The first thing he saw when he looked into the water was his reflection. He stared and stared. I was so handsome. After a while, he took one paw and bat the water, creating ripples. As he lifted his other front paw off the ground, he fell forward into the water. It wasn't deep, but it startled him so much, he started thrashing around. Sam saw him and yelled, Hey kid, put your paws down. You can stand up. Willow was panicked and did not understand what Sam meant at first. So Sam ran over to the edge and jumped in. Then he stood up, showing Willow he could do the same. Finally, Willow understood and put his feet down. As soon as he stood up, he realized two things. One, he did not like being in the water. And two, his buddy had saved his life. That's why Sam and Willow were so close. Sam saved him. Sam laughed and laughed. He said, I didn't actually save him. I just showed him how to stand up. Regardless, ever since then, Willow stays out of the pond. As Willow and Tabitha walked around the park, they talked about their feelings for each other. Willow vowed that he'd visit often. Now that he knew how to get there, it wouldn't be too hard. Of course, Tabitha had her doubts. He didn't live as close as the other cats. And so far, the trip had gone off without a hitch. What happened when that changed? <gasps> I don't know how she knew things were going to go awry, but she did. Still, though, we had a wonderful afternoon together, and I will be going back to visit often. Back at home, I'd let the cats in and out several times during the day. Never suspecting, Willow was Bob. Sushi would look longingly at the door, but stayed inside. 
Willow and Tabitha returned to the bushes where Sam, Izzy, and the others were just hanging out. Izzy teased Willow about the swim lessons, and just like that, the day was ending. The cats were making their way back to their houses. Most had said they'd be back the next day, including Tabitha and Sam. As Willow and Izzy were settling in for the second night under the stars, the cat committee was having their regular nightly meeting in the garage. The door had been opened by the humans many times throughout the day, and the last person in hadn't clasped it, so it was no issue heading out. The meeting started with the topic of Bob. They talked about Bob staying. Everyone agreed they'd wait to see if Willow planned to go back to the park more often. If he did, then they'd not have to tell the humans that there were two black cats living in the house. Rather, they could take turns being inside. Willow liked sleeping outside, except when it was really cold, and they could figure that out later. It all depended on what Willow wanted to do when he returned. The second item up for discussion was Sushi transitioning to the outside without the humans noticing. Yoda spoke up. I've been thinking we could let Sushi out at night. The garage door easily opened, so it would be easy to slide the door up and let her run around for a bit each night. But Sushi was not agreeable to this. She'd heard the humans talking about foxes and coyotes being outside at night. She did not want to be eaten. The more she thought about it, the more she realized maybe staying inside for the time being was a good idea until they could come up with a plan for the daytime. The committee was in agreement. They'd wait for Willow to return and sort out the Bob Willow staying in the house. And since Sushi was afraid of the wildlife at night, they agreed they'd need to come up with another plan that allowed Sushi to go outside during the day. Or they could just wait for Skylar to change their mind and let Sushi out for a bit. The cats came back inside, feeling like they did not accomplish much. They knew Izzy and Willow wouldn't be home for five more days, and they still had no idea how they were going to let Sushi be outside. But as always, they knew they would figure something out. The next morning started just like every other day. I got up, fed and watered the cats, let them out while I made coffee. Lila, unbeknownst to me, fed the bunnies. And then my phone rang. That's weird. It's awfully early for my phone to ring. The caller ID was no help. I let it go to voicemail. And then I got an alert that someone had actually left a voicemail. I listened. It was the animal shelter. They had two of my cats in custody. Apparently, they'd been picked up early this morning at a park. I was so confused. How could they have two of my cats when seven of the eight were here all night and had just now been let outside? Was the jig finally up? Were the cats going to have to spill the beans about Willow and Bob? Would they have to show the humans the bunnies, too? Be sure to tune in next time to hear the conclusion of Cat Shenanigans. Willow here, and this podcast is brought to you by a whole bunch of cats, or specifically members of the Cat Committee and Mom. Mom does the writing, recording, editing, and producing the cats are doing the laying around and being adorable. They make it easy for mom to tell our stories and even make some up. Here's a mostly true story.
Yoda is a funny guy. He's an orange chonk with a really annoying habit. He spends his days going from my bed to the outside. As soon as he comes back inside, he heads right to the litter box to do his business. Sir, you have the entire outside for that. Well, at least I know he's not bothering the neighbors. The other day, Sushi and I were on my bed watching TV when we heard a loud banging coming from the front door. We both got up to go investigate. There on the front deck was Yoda, banging his head into the door over and over. As soon as I opened it, he ran to the litter box in my room. When he finished, he started burying his mess. Only instead of just using the litter, he stepped outside the box and tried to use the mat the box is on to bury everything. Since that was not working, he stepped completely out of the box and began scratching on the area rug. He pulled and pulled until it was near the litter box. Then back in he stepped and attempted to use the rug in place of the litter. Why though? You were just outside. There's so many better options out there. It's fine. After all, I'd rather clean litter boxes than have messes on the floor. Most of my days are spent cleaning litter boxes and letting cats inside and out. One afternoon, most of the cats were outside, and again, Sushi and I heard banging on the door. We got up to let Yoda inside, and what do we see? Yoda backed into the door, hissing at another cat. As soon as I opened the door, the black cat ran off. I tell a story of how Willow's doppelganger moved in with us and gets along swimmingly with everyone. But the reality is, the cats who live here don't like that other cat at all. I don't know if he's mean. I think it's more that the cats that live here are territorial, and they don't want another cat moving in. Who can blame them? I mean, foster cats, foster fails, and just plain old adopting. We've gotten a new cat or two every year, so some time now. Meanwhile, while Yoda was hissing at the other black cat, Willow, our black cat, sat in the flower box. The garage runs parallel to the wooden front walkway. There are two small windows looking into the garage, and each has a flower box full of dirt. I've tried to plant flowers in the boxes in the past, but nothing seems to grow in them. Which is good, because Willow finds them to be nice beds. For most of the day, they're in the sun, and even though we have large trees in the front yard, flower boxes aren't shaded. So while Yoda is screaming for Willow's clone to leave, Willow is enjoying the sunlight from the flower box and ignoring the impending fight. When I opened the door, the black cat ran off. Yoda came inside and Willow stood up, stretched, jumped to the deck rail, and sauntered his way to the door. As he came inside, Sushi decided to run outside. I let the door close and tended to walk away. As soon as she heard the door shut, she ran over to the door begging to come back inside. I, of course, obliged. She's not allowed outside anyway. Back inside, Yoda had eaten and plopped on my bed. He faces the window because he likes to look outside. Dude, you were just out there. He doesn't care. He makes all the other cats move so he can have his spot. Reminds me of Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory or Joey from Friends. Have to have his spot. It's the perfect spot. He can see the entire backyard from that spot. Besides the backyard, the window faces the neighbor's garage, who lives behind us. They're very generous to my cats. As Yoda is looking out the window, I glance over to see what he sees. There's the neighbor's garage door up, and the neighbor is outside petting Birdie. Then he goes into the garage, and Birdie follows. 
that spoiled girl is getting treats. Meanwhile, Yoda is just watching. I don't think he knows that Bertie's getting a snack. He just enjoys looking out the window. It's gotten warmer, so I've been able to open the window. Sushi and Scarlet can sit on that windowsill. Yoda watches them too, but he knows he's too big to join. It's fine. He's happy with his life, his spot on the bed, his litter box, and being able to go outside is all he needs. Silly guy. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. I just want to remind you that you can see the cats in action um, by visiting any of our social media sites that are listed in the notes. Also, if you want to see a longer video of the cats, check out the Whole Bunch of Cats YouTube channel. And now, here's the weekly letter to my kid at college, updating her on the weekly drama of The Cat Committee, also known as what they've done this week to entertain me. Dear Grayson, hope things are good with you. You're in the home stretch now, only two months until graduation. Such an accomplishment. The cats and I are super proud of you. March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. Unfortunately, we're still at the lion part of the month. Temps have dropped down to below freezing at night, which means all the cats are inside. Of course, Willow is not happy about that at all. He loves to start his rant to be let outside around 4 a.m. Two mornings ago, I got up to let him out and there was snow. Snow in March. I let him out anyway. He hid under the deck and preferred that to being inside. In the meantime, Sushi ran out. It was her first experience with snow. She wasn't sure what to do. He sniffed. She put her head up. The snowflake landed on her ear. She tried to shake it off. It was cold and came back inside. Good thing, because I did not want to chase her in the snow. Oh, I saw Izzy a couple of days ago. He was walking toward our house. He thought better of it when Bamboo saw him. Bamboo didn't even get a chance to chase Izzy, as he was gone in a flash. No wonder Izzy's found a new home. I think the cats have made me a part of their colony. Last week, I was gone for a couple of days. And since I've been home, Sushi, Scarlet, Birdie, and Yoda have not left my side. If I'm in my bed, the four of them are there with me. They each have their little section of the bed to themselves. It's pretty cute. Not much else going on around here. Hope you're having a good week. Can't wait for summer and you to be home. Make good choices. Love, Bomb. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Whole Bunch of Cattails. Be sure to tune in for the season finale in two weeks. In the meantime, you can catch up on all the episodes wherever you stream. Creating a podcast takes more than just me. I use Buzzsprout to host the podcast and epidemic sound for both music and sound effects. If you're interested in podcasting, referral links are in the notes. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, reach out via social media or email at wholebunchofcats at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. Have a great week. Make good choices. Love, the Cat Committee.